Welcome to the BSN Rams podcast presented by The Green Solution. Visit any one of their 17 Colorado locations or browse their entire inventory online at mygreensolution.com. Reserve products online and pick up at your local TGS Express checkout. You'll be in and out in minutes. Use the code BSN20 for 20% off your entire purchase. Off a high screen, Dorian kicked to the corner, Feirano for three. It's good with the foul! And back to throw is the quarterback, and Hayward is sacked by Joey Porter. Page takes it in, scores. J.D. Page. Boy, Stevens lets it go, and there's your touchdown. Michael Gallup. Got it down low. Hornung. Dunk! And here come the students. Leading by 10. Here's Van Pelt. He's at the 5. Touchdown, Colorado State. are back with another edition of the BSN Rams podcast. As always, I am your host, Justin Michael. It is Tuesday afternoon, and we have news in Rams country. CSU football has its first departure of the 2019 season. Redshirt sophomore linebacker Zach Schlager announced on Twitter that he would be leaving the program in one of those screenshot note posts that everyone loves to use. Schlager posted the following. I'd like to announce that I will be transferring from Colorado State University before this fall semester. I want to thank Coach Bobo and the rest of the CSU staff for holding true in my scholarship this past year and having me as part of the team. Additionally, I want to thank all of my teammates at CSU who will be my brothers for life after we have forged those relationships along with everyone else who has helped me along the way. I just need to find the place that I truly belong. With that, I'll be announcing my next destination within the next few days and can say that life is going up. Kind of an ambiguous message, definitely some interesting phrasing, especially at the end there. I just need to find the place I truly belong. He says that he will announce where he's going in the next couple of days, according to Kelly Lyle, who talked to Zach's father. Uh, Schlager intends on transferring to Nebraska, where he would have to walk on due to NCAA transfer rules. He would have four years of eligibility because last season Schlager only played briefly in three games near the beginning of the season. Didn't play after that, so he'll redshirt. He'll you know get the redshirt for last year. Can transfer. One thing that would be interesting is if he is able to get some type of waiver from the NCAA that would not only potentially allow him to get on scholarship with Nebraska this season, but be immediately eligible. You never know. It's kind of difficult. The NCAA is supposedly going to be cracking down on a lot of these waivers, but he is from McCook, Nebraska, so if he transferred to the University of Nebraska, you could potentially get a closer-to-home one. We'll see. Uh, It seems like kind of a long shot to me, but... Definitely worth keeping an eye on. This is one where I'll be curious to see if we get some more of the details like in the coming you know, weeks or months. 
definitely some weird phrasing in Schlager's post. It's, you know, sounds like not everything was smooth. There are a whole lot of reasons he could have wanted to leave. You know, it might actually just be very simple, and that's he wants to play at the University of Nebraska, grew up in Nebraska, a Husker fan, I'm sure, his entire life. Now he just wants to play closer to home. That's definitely possible. Might be just from the chaos last season and trying to recover from that, he might just decide this isn't the place I want to be. After everything that CSU went through last fall, you really can't say that it's shocking. You know, or maybe it just wasn't a great fit with the teammates, some of the new guys that have come in, or maybe it's just some of the guys that he's been playing with for the last year. You never know. But this is the first, you know, kind of suspicious incident, I guess, of the of the 2019 season. There's always going to be some interesting things that happen that we don't expect. This is definitely one of them. Zach, the younger brother of Jake Schlager, who when he graduated in 2017, he left the program as CSU's all-time leader in games played with 56. In his senior season in 2017, Jake Schlager had... 62 tackles in 13 games. His younger brother, Zach, will no longer be a CSU Ram. He was one of the guys that I think a lot of people were pretty excited about. And at McCook, he was uh, one of the guys that played two ways, which is definitely less common nowadays. Uh, had 119 tackles his junior season. His senior year was shortened with injuries, but... Definitely a productive guy. Over 100 talk, ta- over 130 tackles his sophomore season as well. Sorry, that's a bit of a tongue twister. But Zach Schlager decided to move on. I'll be, I'll be curious to see how that one plays out, and I'll definitely be curious to see what Mike Bobo has to say about it. A lot of the times they don't really tell us a whole lot. That, you know, they're not going to give us the dirty details of why he's leaving, but you never know. It, it, I, I hope that it's just something simple, like he wants to he wants to go back home. And if that's the case, you can't really blame the guy because, you know, student-athletes, they might be on scholarship, they might have a lot of perks, but they're students nonetheless, and they deserve the right to, to pick where they want to go, just like everyone else. So we wish you well, Zach Schlager. I will be intrigued to follow your career. We'll see what happens. Maybe I can get... You or your brother on the podcast here in the coming weeks and to hear more about it. Definitely going to be interesting, though. When we come back, we are going to talk about CSU's defense and the linebackers, specifically the ones that will be staying this fall and just kind of a life post Trey Thomas and Josh Watson. It's going to be interesting for the Rams, who having to replace their two leading tacklers three of their four leading tacklers in total from last season, but we will get to that after the break. It's time to take a second and acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of BSN Denver. Breckenridge is the original Colorado beer established in 1990 in Breckenridge, Colorado. You've probably heard of their delicious vanilla porter, their oatmeal stout, and most people's personal favorite, the world-famous Avalanche, which is their classic American amber ale. But they just released a new beer called Strawberry Sky that you guys are going to love. For you beer enthusiasts out there, they are calling this a light-hearted Kolsch ale. But for those of you that have no idea what that means, this is that light, delicious summer beer that you've been looking for. So look for Strawberry Sky at your local liquor store or any other Breckenridge beer. And make sure you also look out for the Breckenridge event calendar on bsndenver.com. 
We just launched it, and you'll be able to see all of the events we have planned where we'll be drinking Breck beers at all of them. So RSVP and have a good time. What's up, guys? We are back. Hopefully that noise that you heard in the background is no longer an issue. My neighbor was mowing his lawn. Uh, Kind of frustrating, but that's just the life with the daily podcast. I can't really put off recording any longer, and he wasn't going to be done anytime soon, so I just kind of had to push forward, so I do apologize for that. I hope that it's a little better now. I got to a quieter part. Uh, But we are going to talk specifically about the linebackers right now. I had a chance to meet with Max McDonald earlier. He's a redshirt senior, has been a part of the program for a long time. I got to talk to him about a lot of things, including how the program has gotten more physical this fall. I actually wrote about that today on the website at bsndenver.com. If you are a a subscriber, you will have access to that. It has quotes from a bunch of different guys, including Logan Stewart, Max McDonald, Rashad Ajayi, but it just kind of talks about how the defense is playing with more confidence right now, more swagger. Everybody's flying around, playing more physical. But one of the position groups that seems to be somewhat of a question mark at this point in terms of just how good are they going to be is the linebacking core. They are having to replace Josh Watson and Trey Thomas, who led the team in total tackles. Josh Watson had 130 total tackles last season. Trey Thomas had 101 total tackles. Listen to what Max McDonald had to say on replacing those two in the approach that CSU is going to use. It may be a little bit different than what you were expecting. I, I said it, there's a there's a lot of tackles to be had there, a lot of defensive uh, plays to be made. But um, I think just not even within the linebacker court as a defense as a whole, we got guys who are willing to step up and, and make those plays. You know, it's not necessarily like they had 110 tackles each. You don't have to have those 200 tackles made mm-hmm. by our linebackers. You know, you can split those up by the whole defense. Um, and I think we'll be better for it. You know, Max makes some really great points about how not relying solely on two guys to account for, you know, the vast majority of your production is going to be good for the defense. But one of the things that has been interesting about what a lot of the defenders have kind of been implying have been more than just the production, CSU is kind of better off, like, I guess I should say, aside from the production, CSU is they're better off without Josh Watson and Trey Thomas in the middle because everyone's communicating better guys are more sound in their roles it just sounds like the whole demeanor is a whole is a lot better I mean I don't think you're gonna hear anyone on the team come out and blatantly say that the defense is better off without those guys especially Josh who's got a decent chance to make the Broncos now but the fact of the matter is is that Josh and Trey were kind of really about themselves last season, and that wasn't good for a defense that was trying to you know, reestablish itself under J- John Jancic and create a new identity. Now in this second season, you have a couple of transfer guys, but primarily you have a lot of sophomores, freshmen, young people that are playing together and creating continuity with each other. And I think this fall, you're going to see a much more cohesive defensive unit from CSU. I think you're going to see guys that are communicating better. I think bigger they're bigger and they're more physical, but more importantly, I just think you're going to see guys on the same page. And really, I, I have another quote from Max here that kind of drives home my point, and that's just that there were a lot of factors 
with what made last year's team struggle. But I don't think that, you know, having not having Josh and Trey is going to be one of the reasons that CSU would struggle this year, at least. You mentioned confidence and you mentioned strength, but one of the things that John Jancic mentioned to me was just a sense of togetherness. Mm -hmm. Is this unit just more together as a whole from top to bottom? Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, that comes with a lot of things. One of the big things, you know, you spend an extra year in the system. We had all off season, we had all spring ball, just, you know, keep getting reps in, keep getting plays in. Um, And you kind of start to see the, the, you see the offensive plays the same way, right? So if it, like one thing we say is if we're all wrong, we're right. So even if we necessarily didn't make the correct check, if we're all 11 guys are on the same page, we're still going to be, you know, in a good position to make a play. Um, and that's not something that happened a lot last year. Last year we had problems with, you know, some guys were in certain plays and some guys were in certain checks, you know, so we're kind of on different pages. Um, I think a big one this year is we're all kind of on the same page at all times, which is very helpful. Is that just a lack of communication? Uh, I think it was a lot of things last year, but, um, you know, just in this offseason with, with all the accountability programs we've been doing and, and the, um, the, the, tra- the strength program and everything, we, we've had confidence in ourselves, which is a big one. Um, so people are not hesitant to step up and make the check that they, you know, seem to be made. And, and people are, are listening to each other. You know, we're understanding that we are a team and we need to listen to what each other say. So You have to look between the lines a little bit, but pretty telling stuff from Max McDonald there. And I don't want to single Max out like he's the only one saying that, you know, last year's team didn't communicate well. I talked with Rashad Ajayi. I talked with Logan Stewart. I've talked with Ellison Hubbard, Emmanuel Jones, uh, you know, really about eight or nine defensive guys over the last week, and everybody is saying the same thing. The communication is better. The effort is better. The morale is better. A lot of people have credited the strength coach. A lot of people are crediting some of the team leaders for kind of just pushing other players to step up and get it done. One of those guys being Rashad Ajayi. I think just about every single one of us on the beat has written about him now and the presence that he brings to the defense. Really just an extraordinary uh, young athlete. He's only a sophomore, but is incredibly mature for his age. I'm always impressed every time that I talk to him. But, you know, this was also just a really great interview with Max McDonald. I got to talk to him about all kinds of things, and I just appreciated how open he was. I mean, you can't blame the guy for not coming out directly and saying, you know, naming names and naming the the people, the bad apples, if you will, that were kind of holding people back last year. And I don't, and I don't want to necessarily imply that Trey and Josh are are bad apples or that they're the only two that caused the defense to perform poorly last season. That certainly isn't the case, but I think it is pretty obvious to see that the defense is just in a better position this fall than they were at this same time last year. And that should be encouraging to CSU fans. It's definitely encouraging to me. All right. Like I said before, we're going to take one more quick break and then we are going to wrap up today's edition of the podcast. Rams football is back. The wait is over. It's time for fall camp, and we're giving you the best deal that we've run since we went to the free t-shirt format with subscriptions, but it won't last long. Here's the deal. If you use the code GORAMS, you will get our annual package for $34.99, which not only is a $10 discount off our current annual package, but it comes out to $2.91 per month, which is almost 50% off our standard monthly price. But it's not just about the discount. You're also getting a free premium Rams t-shirt, which is a $27 value. You get to have your comments read on this podcast. You get all of our exclusive content on bsndenver.com. And if you don't like reading, but you want the inside details, 
Subscribers get all of our Broncos written stories in audio form, meaning we read all of our written content to you. And then, of course, there's our film reviews, game grades, and just being part of the BSN Rams community. So go to bsndenver.com or download the app and use the promo code GORAMS, all one word, to join the family today. All right, we're going to wrap things up here. Going to keep today's episode fairly brief. Uh, got a lot coming up in the, in the next couple of days, so there will definitely be plenty to talk about. But it's Tuesday afternoon, which means that Hard Knocks airs tonight, and I'm definitely really excited to see what the Raiders training camp looks like. Last week was pretty boring, not a whole lot of drama that happened. I don't suspect that week two will be you know, significantly more dramatic or anything like that, especially with John Gruden seemingly having a lot of control over the product that's coming out. But just with this whole Antonio Brown situation over the last week or so, this is one of the more intriguing teams to be on Hard Knocks, I'd say. Obviously, John Gruden is a total character. He's he's just ah, such an out-there guy. I said last Wednesday that I want Hard Knocks to just be 60 minutes of John Gruden telling stories, and I still feel that way because I, I love, I freaking love John Gruden. He's amazing. But, I mean, he's not even, like, the biggest character on this team. Antonio Brown is, he's just a head case, man. You never know what is going on with the dude. Obviously a phenomenal athlete, one of the one of the best wide receivers that I've ever seen, but threatening to retire over a helmet I mean come on man if you really I just the thing is with these guys that constantly you know threaten retirement I I guess I question how much they truly want to play football because I think most of the time especially in 2019 we tend to favor and always say that the player's right you know the big bad teams in the NFL they're screwing the players and all this and that and a lot of the times that definitely is the case. A lot of the times, the league is in the wrong, but in this case, Antonio Brown was absolutely in the wrong. It wasn't even really an NFL grievance. It was something that he should have took up with the NFLPA if he had a real issue with it, but I think it was more for attention than anything else, this whole helmet debacle, and that seems to be what Antonio Brown's angle always is, is just how can I create the most attention for myself possible? And, you know, as a Broncos fan, I'm, I'm kind of okay with that because I think, I think the Raiders could end up being a, a train wreck because they just they have so many characters on that team. You have one of the older rosters in the league, too, so they're old, and I just, I just don't see it ending up well. So I'll be interested to see what happens in the second episode of Hard Knocks. If you are also watching it, definitely, you know, comment on the podcast or hit me up and... And we'll talk about it, because I love talking Hard Knocks. I love talking anything HBO. But that's about all we have for today. Thanks, as always, for listening, guys. We'll be back tomorrow.